The opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. The following program is sponsored by Senior Class Media. Welcome to Senior Class on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. You've graduated from the workforce and made it to retirement, so go to the head of the class. Senior Class Radio is your source for senior citizen-related topics, information, and entertainment. Now it's time for Senior Class on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. And good Sunday morning to you. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you very much for tuning in for Senior Class. We are live and local this morning. On this, I believe the first Sunday, or is I guess the second Sunday of May, I've kind of lost count. But in any case, we are live and local, and we are ready to rock. We've got a special guest in the studio. Here is our host. He's chairman of the board for Sunshine Care Partners here in town, Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, sir. Good morning, senior class. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a great show in store for you. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts live to the studios. We have Dr. Donald Simmons live in the studios today, an hour early before his Sunshine Care Health and Wellness Show, where he answers your questions live on the air. Thank you, Russell. I appreciate that very much. I was like, ooh, it's echoing in my own head. So, Dr. Simmons, thank you so much. I see you're in your scrubs. You're probably picking up an ER shift up in Bartlesville later today. Good morning. Yes, sir, I am. Go to work at noon. Well, I'll tell you, that is the best run emergency room when you're there in the (laughs) country. So, if you uh, need to go to an emergency room today, go see Dr. Simmons. Hi, you're giving me a look. Only if they need to. They can't just come by and visit. But oh, they love people, whether they need to or not, they still love to come to the ER. That is true. That is true. And I do want to welcome Mike Matthews. Mike Matthews is the Vice President of Global Learning and Education at Oral Roberts University, an advisory board member for Sunshine Care Partners. And each and every week, we get the opportunity to have a message with Mike. That's where Mike brings in a Bible verse, and we share some stories and what it means to you in your everyday life. And this Sunday's no different. And Mike, you gave me a glimpse of what that's going to be. Share that with our audience. Yeah, thank you so much, Rusty. What a privilege to be here. So I'm reading out of James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. It says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect results, so that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Let me try and paraphrase that. You know, people know that I'm a Christian, and I'm the first to say, hey, living a Christian life is messy. You know, life is messy. And this is what that scripture is saying. Count it joy when you go through the messiness of life because it's producing something inside of you. So, Rusty, I was up uh, doing my uncle's funeral in Wisconsin just about three weeks ago. And I was reminded of all the sausage factories like Johnsonville Sausage, Clements, uh, Hillshire Farm, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. A lot of the majority of meat processing plants are up in Wisconsin. Why? Because in the 1800s, the Germans brought over these incredible recipes on how to make great sausage. But there's a saying up there that says, be glad you don't have to know how the sausage is made. (laughs) And it's smelly. In fact, I stopped at one to get a photo to tell a little sermon, and it was a bad smell coming down the air. I did not want to be eating that jerky at the same time I was smelling the meat processing happening inside. But that's life. You know, if we pay attention, things happen to me no different than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Things happen to everyone. Christianity is not a cakewalk or a sail walk or a sail ride through life. It's really a mess journey that's well worth it. And that's what this verse is saying. I count it joy that I can suffer. I count it joy that I can get in a fight once or two, not physical fight like with my hands. Trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. They come our way, 
But if I pay attention, no different with that beautiful beef jerky that I eat on a plane ride one day. I don't think about that making of the sausage. I don't have to worry about all these trials I go through if I counted it joy to experience them because it's producing a greater Mike Matthews. It, it really is. And when I saw this Bible verse, I kind of grinned because I, my prayer almost every day, my kids were tired of hearing it after about a decade or two, was to have the strength, the courage, and the tenacity to follow the path that you've laid for me, because God never said it was going to be easy. He actually said just the opposite. And if we're truly following his path for us, he's going to put us in those tough trials and tribulations. You know exactly right. In fact, Russ, you shared a picture with me yesterday. It looks like you took a big drop on the head, but something hit your head. And I said, praise the Lord. Rusty's going through another little trial in life, and he's going to be a better person if he endures this little trial. Some people are experiencing financial, marital issues, but don't get worried. The God I serve is still in charge, and if you give him credit, you'll come through it, and you'll be a better person because of trusting him. And building that solid foundation. It is graduation time here in the area, and I had the chance to befriend and get to know a lot of the ORU folks and, and current graduates, so I saw a lot of great pictures, and some of my friends' uh, daughters were graduating from the University of Tulsa, and having an educational background, a spiritual background, and having that foundation is really instrumental in really following that path because it's not going to be easy, but if you've built your house on solid rock versus sinking sand, it tends to make things easier. You know exactly. So those graduates, as they're tossing their hats in the air yesterday, they were seeing the final product, even though they had to endure hardships of paying their tuition bill maybe, or a relationship issue during the four-year degree, or possibly difficult scores on tests that they didn't care for. But in the end, they're a wonderful product ready to go into the world and be a spokesperson because of they endured their own trials. And I think what's important for each and every one of us to know is that as we start each day, you want to have a hope for a future. So find your internal guidance of our obviously, obviously for Mike and I, uh, Jesus Christ as our rudder and our foundation. And don't be intimidated by that. And what do I mean is don't be intimidated by picking up and reading the Bible. It's not a novel. You don't, you don't have to start at the first and go to the end. Just pick a New Testament chapter. Pick one of those names that you recognize, maybe a James or a John or a Mark, and just read that chapter. Just pray about that chapter. Feel what it's like. Because the nice part about the New Testament of the Bible is that it gives perspective of Jesus' time here on earth from a variety of different individuals. So you can find that individual that best matches you and your personality. Because, Mike, the apostles, they weren't the typical type people you would imagine that are a part of, of changing the world through Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, they endured hardship. In fact, it's documented that the 12 apostles all suffered greatly to serve the one that they claimed to serve. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to all be martyred yeah, yeah. like them. That's yeah. not a fun path to have yeah. to know you're going to take. But they knew that. In fact, this week, a gentleman from Fiji shows up on campus and he said, Mike, I made it. I fasted for 40 hours and made the journey. He was about 48 mm -hmm. years old and he studied online. And I thought, wow, I had nothing to complain about when I went through school. Yeah, I work full time. Big whiny Mike was whining when he went through school, but this gentleman made it all the way from Fiji to make sure he held that certificate, that diploma in his hand. 
That is amazing. On today's show, we have Tim Houchin. He is an attorney here in town. We're going to talk about a variety of legal issues, primarily in the senior arena. I'd like to welcome Tim Houchin. He's a Juris Doctorate here in town. Tim, you've been on the show. Thanks so much for coming back again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So, Tim, we have a minute or two left, and I do want to get into questions from our listening audience if they have any as well, because I know we have a plethora. But tell our listening audience a little bit about you and your rich Oklahoma roots. Uh, Yes, I grew up in Oklahoma City, went Mm -hmm. to Moore High School a long time ago. Uh, met my wife at OU, uh, went there for a long time, and got my bachelor's and master's degrees, and I was actually a therapist before I went to law school. Really? So I have some kind of mental health training that I like to apply to my dealings with my clients and make sure that I look at this, my cases, not just from a law perspective, but how it affects them as people as well. As a counselor? Yes. So were you in family counseling, yes. mediation, yes, all the above? Yeah, I did family counseling, um, and I did some mediation even before I went to law school, and mm-hmm. I've still done that as an attorney as well. So what prompted you to continue your education and go for a Juris Doctorate? I was really enjoying being a therapist, mm-hmm. but the specialty, specialty that I had focused on had kind of changed how it got paid for, and my jobs were up in the air a bit. A little. And I see. So I was talking to my wife about what I could do to add to my knowledge instead of kind of starting over. And law and psychology overlap quite a bit. And so we, uh, we talked about it and prayed about it and decided to go to law school. And so I packed up my wife and two kids at the time and moved to New York, went to Cornell, and then came back here to where our, our families are. That's where I've well, been for when you, Well, when you get accepted to an Ivy League school, you really kind of have to back up and go. Was that time in New York, because my daughter and son-in-law are going through the same thing at the same school, was it something that you think was a uh, benefit in your career or something that you wish you would have maybe stayed a little closer to home? One of the things, I'm actually a professor at TU as well, a magic mm-hmm. professor. One of the things I tell my students is the law is the law wherever you learn it. But one of the benefits of going to Cornell, places like that, is the professors and the, and the work that you get is top-notch all the way around. And I'm, I'm always been very grateful for the opportunity to go to Cornell. You're listening to Senior Class. I'm your host, Rusty McMurray. Thanks for tuning in today. Russell, if folks have a question for Tim, what do they need to do? Sure. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation, the phone number is 918-460-5764. That's 918-460-KRMG. You can also talk to us using the uh, open mic on the KRMG app. We are going to take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more of Senior Class in about, oh, looks like three minutes or so. Stick with us. Welcome back to Senior Class here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. I'm Russell Mills. Today, our special guest, Tim Houchin, is going to be here talking legal issues, and especially as they pertain to us older Americans. And yes, I identify as one of those. So if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, the phone number is 918-460-KRMG. That translates to 460-5764 in the Don't Hate the 918 area code. Here is our host, Chairman of the Board for Sunshine Care Partners, Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, senior class. Thanks for tuning in today. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts live to the studios. First, we have Dr. Dono, Dr. Donald Simmons. He is the medical director for Sunshine Care Partners and the host of his own show at 9 o'clock. 
Dr. Simmons, thanks for being here today. Good morning, brother. Hey, it's nice to see you here in the studios. And then we also have Mike Matthews. He is the Vice President of Global Learning and Education at Oral Roberts University, an advisory board member for Sunshine Care Partners as well. Mike, thanks so much for the time you're in the country, spending it with us each and every Sunday morning. Hey, great to be here, Rusty. On the other side of 863 graduates yesterday at ORU. What a blessing. What a blessing. I got a chance to see pictures of not only ORU, but a lot of the other universities and my friend's children as they graduate, and it brings back memories on my own. Our special guest live in the studios today is Tim Houchin. He's a Juris Doctorate. That's a lawyer here in the area. Tim, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and answering our questions and questions for our listeners. Thank you. No problem. All right. So, Tim, let's talk about legal, because in the legal arena, as the medical arena, there are different flavors of law. I mean, if you look at Dr. Simmons, primary care, emergency room, you have pediatrics, you have all your specialties, all the way down to podiatry. Is it the same in the legal realm? Uh, Historically, it wasn't, but very much it's become much more complicated in the legal practice. And it's just like you don't want your knee doctor doing brain surgery, (laughs) you want an attorney who kind of specializes in certain areas. Um, It's kind of hard to do general practice law anymore where you do a little bit of everything. Okay, so when I think of um, legal, I think a lot of the shows on television that, you know, what is it? Dun-dun, you know, law and order and and all those others. So is there criminal, what's the difference between, say, criminal that you see all those are than, say, civil and then personal? It seems very broad. There are very broad areas. Uh, Criminal, obviously, is its own section. Uh, Civil law encompasses many different practices. And under civil law, you have, for example, estate planning, elder law, you have family practice, you Mm -hmm. have business law, you have transactional law, which is primarily kind of out of court, corporate actions, building companies, mergers and acquisitions, Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm overwhelmed already. So where does family law really come in and why is legal and healthcare as we age such an important service to couple together? Well, as, as people age, a lot of times people will think about a will. Mm-hmm. For instance, sometimes they'll, they'll say, I need a will. Uh, but people forget that there's a, a whole other area of aspects of life around getting older that they need to address. Uh, there are things called power of attorney, where say you get injured but can't think for yourself, you need somebody to step in, You're not, you haven't passed away, so your will's not doing any good. So you need to get a power of attorney. There's something called advanced director for health care, which is where you're telling uh, doctors, it's basically your chance to talk to doctors when you're right unable now, to speak for yourself. When you can't talk for yourself. Yeah, and so it takes a lot of weight off of your family and your children to make decisions for you. So, Dr. Simmons, don't medical practices and providers get the opportunity to have some of these discussions on pre-planning and even be compensated by Medicare because they're just that important? So there is actually a, uh, it's called advanced care planning, mm-hmm. and that's actually a code that's paid for by CMS or Medicare. Um, and it's a good idea to, to have that discussion, whether it be with your lawyer, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your doctor, so that people know what your desires and wishes are. Because some people uh, want to be kept alive at, at, at all costs, and then some people are a little more aware of the fact that that may not be the best idea. Well, I find it very interesting, Tim, that even Medicare and the government find the importance of having these discussions. So what are some of the pitfalls and pratfalls that you may come across if you have not 
had this discussion with, as Dr. Simmons says, your provider, your family, or your attorney? Well, that's kind of the worst case scenario sometimes. Say someone is in... Never fails to happen. Worst oh, case. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> tragically all the time. In a, yeah, someone is tragically in maybe a bad car accident, and they suddenly they can't speak for themselves. Um, and they've told one family member here that if I'm in, this, in a coma or in a bad condition, I don't want to be kept alive. But they didn't tell their other child that lives out of state. Mm-hmm. And that child, for some reason, either has a belief or they, they want to keep mom or dad alive forever. And so now we have... Uh, it ties up the court system. It, they, they can get into litigation. It can drag this out. And the whole time this person is potentially suffering and going through something they don't want to, as they just lay there while the family gets together, it tears apart families. It tears apart systems. It's really not fun. I want to talk to you about that, Dr. Simmons, because obviously in the primary care setting and in the Sunshine Care Services setting, we don't have a lot of accidents that you may see in an emergency room. You get a much much larger breadth of individuals that you serve. Do you find that a lot of times that people haven't prepared for some of these important documents as you serve them in the emergency room? And and how does that reflect on those families and the way they're able to accept health care? More commonly than not, people are not prepared. They have not made uh, advanced planning uh, they've not made their wishes known to their family. Um, I will tell you that it, it does trend based upon age. Mm-hmm. You know, in general, I find that as people uh, age and become more elderly, that uh, the, the chances that they've got a, 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 some advanced health care planning and, and such uh, starts to increase. Well... I had an accident this weekend in an ambulance ride that really made me pause because it could have been a spinal cord injury, and I immediately did the protocol, fingers, nose, hose, making sure everything worked. But on the drive there, I thought, well... I don't have anything in place. What happened if I would have driven, you know, and he's still laughing over there. But I I found myself in that situation where I had a, a tough ride to the hospital and the anxiety to know if anything did go detrimentally wrong, I didn't have some of those documents in place, and that could be pretty stressful. Uh, yeah, and it can also throw a lot of weight onto your spouse and your children to make decisions that maybe we should have made earlier. Yeah. You know, I, I, let me follow that. up on that, Tim, because yeah. you said you're also a psychologist. Yeah. So what is the psychology? Is it that we're whistling in the graveyard, that we don't want to face these issues? Because we all... As Dr. Donald said, we all put it off until oh, the last second. Do. And, and you know, we're, there's a lot of <coughs> gray hairs in the room here, and I'm, I'm just saying, and I wonder how many of us actually have our wills worked out, have, a, you know, uh, all that stuff figured out so that we don't end up in chaos if we drop dead suddenly. Is that a psychological thing, a cultural thing? What do you think? Uh, I think it's very much a psychological issue. Nobody wants to plan and think about uh, the end. And people don't look at the world that way, especially when we're younger. We think we're going to live forever. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons, as the doctor said, that younger people tend to not have these things in place. As you get older, you start anticipating things a bit more, so maybe it's more likely. But chances of accidents or chances of things happening occur to everybody. And we just don't want to think about it. Uh, We also don't want to make a decision that you might want to regret later. So once you kind of check boxes on some of these forms, you feel kind of committed to something. Uh, those forms can always be changed as long as you're capable of signing contracts and doing things. You can always update those things. In fact, when we do trusts and wills with people, we ask them to come back about every 12 months to 18 months and see if anything's changed, see if they need to redo them. So about a minute, 
is that the, the the primary thing that we should do? What, like, if there was a bullet point list and you what's top of the one? list, what's number one? Uh, if I was when I do estate planning for people, we do a, a basic will that assigns where things go. If they have enough property, they want to do a small trust. We always do an, a, a, what's called a power of attorney, which notifies basically allows people to step in your shoes when you can't talk. And we do that advanced director for healthcare to talk to doctors. And we do that kind of like as a package to put everything together in one group. If you want more information or to sit down with Tim one-on-one, grab a pen and a paper. We'll give this several times throughout the show. His mobile number is 918-510-0950. That's 918-510-0950. Russell, I think we had a question on the text board. I don't think we got to. Uh, well, Absolutely check that out, because right at this moment, we need to take a quick timeout. You are listening to Senior Class on 102.3 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Stick with us. More with Tim Houchin after the news. Well, welcome back to Senior Class, or if you're just joining us, good morning from everybody here at Senior Class. I'm Russell Mills. You're listening to us on 1023 KRMG, and you're hearing it live and local as we put together the radio magic here in the studio. The man mixing up that recipe is our show host, chairman of the board for Sunshine Care Partners here in town, Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Senior Class. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, we are talking with Tim Houchin. He is an attorney and we are talking geriatric law. But first, I want to welcome my co-host to the studio. Let's mix it up and introduce Mike Matthews first. He is Vice President of Global Learning and Education at Oral Roberts University, an advisory board member for Sunshine Care Partners. Mike, thanks so much for being here. Hey, great to be here. And we have Dr. Dono live in the studios a little early before his 9 o'clock show where he takes your questions and answers your medical needs. Dr. Simmons, thanks for being here today. You know I always say it. I love coming here on Sundays. It's so much fun. Sometimes it's tough when when that alarm clock goes off uh, that early, but I'm I'm still happy to be here anyway. Well, well, most people don't know, not only is he medical director for Sunshine Care Partners, he runs his own private care or primary care practice in Bartlesville and picks up emergency room shifts at Jane Phillips there at uh, St. John Bartlesville. So I often say, and it is true, you are the hardest working man in medicine. Hands down. So we have Tim Houchin here. It's exciting to have you on the show because as um, we work with geriatric patients, we find more and more needs for legal services. So I'm glad that you're on the show today. For those who would like to sit down and have questions you don't want answered live on the air with Tim, all you have to do is call him on his mobile phone. And Tim, will you sit down with those folks and find out what their needs are? How does that work? Of course. We just uh, we would schedule a conference, mm-hmm. uh, sit down, kind of go over whatever their needs might be. Uh, whatever Everybody's situation is different. Every client and case is different. And so we would try to figure out what, they, what their goals are and make sure that we can see if we can meet those goals. That number is 918-510-0950. That's 918-510-0950. Grab a pen and paper. We'll give that number out another couple of times. All right, so I love the fact that when we always show uh, here in the studios how much time we have left, and Russell asks you, what's the number one thing on the list that we need? And you rattle off like three things, and I'm like, that's a number one list to start, so that's number one A, number one B, <laughs> number one C, number one D. But what are the steps 
as those documents are created that you should start with first? Is it really just a will or some sort of representation of what you need as you pass? Or are those times long gone? Uh, Those things still exist. The first step is really to sit down and make some decisions, Uh, Mm. either individually or with your family, however you decide to make your, your life decisions, and so that you can come up with what your plan should look like. And then that way, when you speak with either me or a different attorney, we know what we're putting into place. Well, what about those people like me that don't even know what some of the first questions and the information that we should have to write down if something happens? Where do you start there in that beginning conversation? Well, the simple conversation is, where does my stuff go when I die? Okay, that's that's the easy one. That's the will. Uh, Then we need to talk about more complicated things. What happens if I can't think for myself? I either am in a wreck and injured or I get elderly and get started getting some dementia issues and I can't speak for myself anymore. What do I want to have happen? Who do I want to represent me? Who do I want to talk to my doctors for me? Who do I want to talk to the bank for me and make sure my bills get paid? Things like that because if you don't set that up, then we're stuck asking for guardianships, which are court processes. And I tell all my clients, the more we can stay out of court, the better. All right, so... Younger in life, that's normally your spouse, isn't it? Frequently it's a spouse, yes. So as we age, that can become problematic because if you don't update those records regularly and your spouse may have passed away during that time, it leaves you with no one to help take care of you legally when something is needed. Definitely. We always put uh, secondary people. We start with an individual person, then we have a follow-up in case that first person isn't available for some reason. Mm -hmm. But even with that, these are what I consider living documents. They are intended to be reviewed and updated on a fairly regular basis, at least once every year and a half, two years, to make sure that as things change, say you've listed somebody who's not available, um, or maybe you've gained or lost assets, you need to readjust who wants to get things and who you want to pass out your property to. My word, Tim. Before the break, Russell said it's hard to get us to do it the first time, much less (laughs) readdress it and update it regularly. What are some of the incentives that we can let people know that they could either an incentive or a relief of a future problem? I mean, why do people have to go through this process? What's the alternative if they don't? If they don't, uh, you might have wanted to give people stuff and they might have expected things out of an estate that either don't exist anymore or uh, what we call when we do trusts you have to fund the trust or your will you have to put things into the will that you're Mm going to give to people and a lot of times people they'll do a will and they'll say this person gets my house this person gets my car and then they'll go and buy a boat and they don't say who gets the boat and so we're trying to avoid probate we're trying to do these things but you've left some things out and so you've completely violated your intent to avoid probate, mm. and now we still have to go probate assets that you left out of your, your, your decision. All right. So, so you take if, from that, yeah. just don't buy a boat. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> just don't buy a boat. I think, I don't know many people that have ever bought a boat and said that was the best decision in my life. Or buy the boat and don't tell anybody you bought the boat. So that way they can't fight over it if they don't know. And I'm teasing, of course. Oh, there you go. So when you, speaking of, that is a great way to say that. What about those families that pretty much put masking tape on the back of all the assets and they have everything pre-decided and the old man like myself says, well, everybody knows what they're getting. I don't have to do one of them that are wills. What do you say to those individuals? It is an interesting situation that people frequently think that divorces are the ugliest cases out there. I would tell you that probates, where people are fighting over people's stuff, are some of the nastiest Mm -hmm. situations I've ever seen. Um, Mm -hmm. Grandma dies, and suddenly everybody fights over grandma's stuff. And so 
it is interesting that you put a lot of trust in these people and say you think you know them, you think you like them, you think you love all these people, these family members, and they're going to work together to divide your property as you've just said. It, it takes a lot of that weight off if you write it down in a way that can't be contested nearly as easily. Well, it keeps those people that are out there that are going to contest it either way you shape it. Yes. At least it gives those other individuals some weight to stand on on that proper distribution of those assets. That's correct. And and what I think is really most important, we have just a couple minutes left, is to talk about the work that needs to be done in case you are incapacitated, regardless of age. What are those documents called, and why is it so important to have those in place today, even on a precursor to a will? Yes, and we're talking about a power of attorney, mm-hmm. and it's called a durable power of attorney, and the durable word means that it continues after you're incapacitated, and that advanced director for health care. The durable power of attorney allows people to speak to bankers and pay your bills, take Mm -hmm. care of any issues, uh, things that would normally be confidential, they can now step in your shoes with that document and talk to people that they would not necessarily be able to otherwise. Yeah, if you're in a coma, how are you going to pay your mortgage? You better have somebody paying that. And the reason you want to have these documents in place is say something tragically happens to you, either through age or through an accident, and you can't speak for yourself. The only way people can step in and do these things is through a formal court guardianship process, which again is much more expensive, much more complicated, takes a lot more time, and now you're involving judges and other people in your decision making that you might not want to invite into your world if you don't have to. Well, what about those tough decisions of who you put into place to make those health care decisions? Yes. Um, When you pick somebody, you need to have a conversation with them. Make sure they understand that you're picking them first, that you're asking them, and that they're willing to take on this responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's a big responsibility. Secondly, make sure they understand your intent and your goals. And the fact that this is, you know, in these situations, this is what I want to have happen. I'm going to write it down, but I'm putting you in charge. So you're going to be the one who talks to a doctor. As long as I can talk to a doctor, you don't have a job. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But the moment that I am unable to speak for myself you then will step in and talk to doctors on my behalf. You're listening to Senior Class. I'm your host, Rusty McMurray. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want more information or to reach out and talk privately with Tim, his number is 918-510-0950. We're going to take a quick time out. Don't forget, we've got the Sunshine Care Health and Wellness Hour coming up here at 9 a.m. with Dr. Dono. The phone number there, 918-460-KRMG, 460 5764 and then don't hate the 918 area code or senior class in just a couple minutes. Oh, welcome back to Senior Class here on 1023 KRMG. Don't forget Sunshine Care Health and Wellness coming up here at the top of the hour with Dr. Dono. But we're still talking with the attorney. How many radio stations bring you live, bring you attorneys and doctors? And free advice on a Sunday that, that morning. That are actually getting this along. That are, yes. Yeah, they're in the same room, and there's been no blood, no fire, I promise. Back to our host, Chairman of the Board for Sunshine Care Partners, Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, senior class. Thanks for tuning in today. We have Dr. Simmons in the studio, as well as Mike Matthews, and we're visiting with Tim Houchin. He is an attorney here in town, and we are getting our questions answered on some of the most important documents you should have in place, regardless of age. Tim, thanks so much for being with us here today. Thanks again for having me. All right, so... 
A lot of individuals don't understand the importance of having health care proxies, health care documents, and powers of attorneys in place, <clears throat> especially some of the younger individuals. So I'm going to share a brief story with our listening audience of someone that uh, Tim and I both grew up with and know. Our, our boys uh, were literally went to grade school, junior high, and high school with, and it was Sterling Thomas, who he's yes. been on the show before. Great all-star athlete, um, made it into college, freshman year, had a spinal cord injury. Um, he was able to recover, has a great job, but he's still in a wheelchair, still considered a quadriplegic. But there were a lot of times that there were family that needed to make some important decisions along the way, and there have to be documents in place to make sure that progression goes smoothly, or else it can be a pretty bumpy road. Yeah, Sterling was one of those uh, horrible situations where he was young, but he was still an adult. It was his job to make decisions for exactly. himself. And when this injury happened, he was very seriously injured, and his family had to step in and start making decisions for him, and we hope they made the same decisions that he would have made. But if you have paperwork in place and have already talked with people, you can kind of guarantee a bit more that they will do the things that you would want them to do. And with what Sterling learned through that injury and in starting the Push, Push, Pray Foundation, he helps guide athletes and individuals after an accident's happened but what could he and others do in the professional and Division One, and even in high school sports to make sure those young athletes are prepared for the catastrophic situation that could occur at any instant on a football field or a soccer field or a rugby field or even on the tennis court? Yeah. The, the thing to think about here is that these are young kids frequently, and they're not thinking about you know, end-of-life situations. They, are, they all think they're going to live forever, as, as everybody does when they're 20 years old. Um, but just being aware of the fact that injuries can happen at any age. And if you want to take some weight off of your family, if you want to make them not have to make really tough, really difficult decisions on your behalf, this is your way to make things easier for everybody. Um, it is a difficult conversation, but it's not impossible to have. I have these all the time with people. And you just go through what, and it's kind of interesting. You can decide, uh, say you're in a coma. You can decide that my beliefs and my situation is I want to live forever. You do everything possible to keep me going. You can say, uh, if I'm in a coma and I'm not going to wake up, uh, give me artificial food and water, but that's it. Mm -hmm. I, don't want any, I don't want anything other than just pain meds. Don't try to fix me. Uh, or you can do the don't do anything but food and water. I want, I want to just lightly pass away and I want to do it calmly and, and take care of that. And I don't want my family to have to make those decisions. And what it does for that family is it eliminates those conversations and those arguments that family may have if they have differing opinions on what they think should happen to you when you're unable to speak for yourself. But it's written down, it's pretty black and white. Yeah, and it also takes those decisions and moves them into a non-crisis situation. Mm -hmm. You can talk about them when everybody is calm, everybody is thinking clearly. Once somebody's injured, nobody's having the, the clearest thoughts. People are, are in emergency crisis mode. And sometimes people mo don't make the best decisions. They're watching their kid lie there suffer. They want to they do everything possible to keep them going. And that might not be what the child, if they're an adult child, would want to do. And so having those conversations outside of a crisis is the best time to have them. If you would like to sit down with Tim one-on-one -on -one or have any questions relating to your particular situation, give him a call at 918-510-0950. That's 918 918 
510-510-0950. Tim, we have just a little bit of time left, but if you were going to give some advice to all of our listeners, regardless of age, on some of the first steps that they should take in their lives to protect themselves financially, protect their health, and make sure they don't over overburden their family, what would those be? Again, make these decisions now while you still can, and then write it down. If you if you can write it down in some formal legal documents, like the things we've been talking about, durable power of attorney, uh, advanced directive for health care, things like that, then do so with an attorney or with somebody who can help you do it. But even without that, write it down, sign it, date it, make sure everybody knows that where it's at so they can have at least some idea of your intentions. Well, that's the point that I want to have you say again, because it's always last. But I think it should be first after execution is let people know it exists yes. and where to find it. Where it's at. Do you distribute copies of it to individuals? How does that work? The people who are going to be named to have a role, uh, if it's a, a power of attorney and the person who's going to be your, your stand-in for you later, your attorney in fact is mm-hmm. what it's called, mm-hmm. make sure they have a copy of it so they know that if something happens to you, they don't have to go search for that document. They can, they can pull it out. They can automatically go to doctors, banks, people they need to speak to on your behalf. Um, so if someone's named in there, if people are going to be serving a role, they definitely need to hear that. Dr. Simmons, on those durable medical power attorneys, is that something you see that's at the hospital or people carry with them? How do the doctors get their hands on those documents to know who to listen to? So it, both. Both? You know, it, it's ideal if people have access to them that they can bring them up. Do I expect them to have them on their person when they come to the emergency room? No. Um, but it, it's great if they can get them after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times, uh, it, it, it's actually something that I've kind of found interesting is some of the reactions. You know, every person that gets checked into triage in, in the emergency room, they're actually asked if they have mm-hmm. advanced directives. Um, and and you know, some of them give an answer really quick, yes or no. Some of them, it just kind of hits them like, why the heck are you asking me that? Yeah, am I dying or something? I'm I'm 22 years old. Why why would you ever want to know that? Um, But I I do know that hospitals and clinics have a repository for them. Everything is computerized these days, so it can pretty easily be saved and stored uh, electronically to be able to have access to it when the time is right. Of course, it's important to uh, update it uh, when when it is updated. but yes, it is, it is available, and, and some people have actually uh, gone to the trouble to help us get it stored and have it available. That's amazing. So number one is execute the document. Number two is make sure the people that need to have it do. Yes, that's correct. All right, so that's about all the time we have. Stay tuned. Get your questions ready for Dr. Dono. He'll be taking your calls just after the news. But if you'd like to sit down and talk with Tim one-on-one about your particular situation, all you have to do is give him a call on his mobile. It's 918-510-0950. That's 918-510-0950. It is the weekend. It is Sunday. So if you call or text, just know that he'll follow up with you first thing Monday morning. That number again is 918-510-0950. Guys, thank you so much for another great show. Mike, Dr. Dono, Russell, high fives. Great show. Hey, back great at show. you, boss. You did great. Thanks thanks to everybody, and thanks again to Tim Houchin for coming in. Suspect we might hear from him again here in the near future. We'll see. Meanwhile, you're going to hear from Dr. Dono here in just about two minutes as we kick off the Sunshine Care Health and Wellness Hour. Join us for that, and we'll see you here next week for Senior Class. You've been listening to Senior Class Radio with host Rusty McMurray. 
Thanks for listening. Tune in to Senior Class Radio with Rusty McMurray every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Until next time, have a great weekend and God bless. Yeah.